back. That's Brian Offord here with Victor Salazar, my new co-host of Dragon Cast. We want to thank everybody here uh, for listening. And Victor, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Brian? I mean, it's it's been a while since we last had a Dragon Cast, so I'm extremely excited to get this show back on the road and uh, get back on the airways, man. Because uh, you know, I miss this stuff. Yeah, we've missed it very. I've missed it very, very much. And you know, uh, it's been a long summer. Uh, I know for me. Uh, for those who don't know, I've been on the road uh, for about past three months, uh, just having to do a job, uh, just been traveling, seeing a lot of new places, meeting a lot of new faces, and it's been super busy. And now we're back, and I'm with my co-host, Victor Salazar. He is my new co-host. Um, and I'm, not, I'm sure for those of you out there wondering what happened to Luke Bayless and Bryce Posey, well, they decided to part ways with the show, and I do want to wish them the best of luck in all their future endeavors as well. And uh, so Victor's decided to take on take on the reins with myself, and we're here to do this show. So Victor, having said that, we got a very special yeah. we got a very special guest today on our very first uh, show of Dragon Cast, the new reborn Dragon Cast. And uh, Victor, tell everybody who we got here today. So we have uh, Mr. Alex Byram here. You know, one of the guys that's behind the uh, point and click game. Go to hell, Dave. Alex, say hi to the people, man. Hello, people. <laughs> there we go you know right from the uk so he's uh over overseas from the u.s so um yeah man let, let's hear about it so what's going down what, what you've been up to i've been good been busy um a lot of what i've been doing i kind of call this our downtime at the moment because um a lot of the actual engine stuff i've left that to my partner whilst i work on promotion and stuff like that so i've been kind of smoozing with a lot of the big big dogs and it's, it's been fun. Like, met a lot of uh, interesting people who I didn't think I'd ever had the chance to meet. And, yeah, it's it's getting there. Um, it's It's been a lot of late nights. Like, but I kind of accept that that's just the way it is now. Like, I'm recording this now at 3 o'clock in the morning, but it's all good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, thank um, you. Well, thank you for sacrificing some of your sleep time to, to come and talk to us on the show today, man. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I've kind of become a vampire whilst doing this, so it's so good. <laughs> so, Alex, uh, your game company is Falcon Games, and is this the first game that you guys are doing? It's the first commercial release we've done. We've made like mods and stuff and small iPhone games and stuff like that, but never... Never anything to this extent. We're really pushing it on Steam and pushing it on the press and stuff like that. and Just putting yeah. our heart and soul into the project, really. Yeah, I have seen you know some of the uh, posts on Facebook. For those of you that are not familiar with uh, Go To Hell Dave, make sure you guys check out that uh, Facebook page. Um, because you have a lot of stuff going on. You know, I see your face on the paper. You know, you got some local press going. I know that you guys started the uh, Steam uh, Greenlight project going on to make sure you guys get on there as well. I think I've seen some test footage of the game. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff going on with Go to Hell Dave. You guys should definitely uh, get on over to Facebook and uh, follow them right away to stay behind all this stuff. Yeah, we're kind of doing it a bit different to how a lot of studios go about. We're very much, uh, we want to hear what the community think because we're making a game for other gamers. It's not a game we're making for ourselves. It's like, well, what do you want to play? What would you like to see? And so we love people on our Steam Greenlight page on Go to Hell Dave just like, Tell it like for instance I've got a discussion on at the moment where I'm just like if you could design hell what would you think is being being hell 
I've had some hilarious comments where like, oh, yeah, this that, that's famous, a good one. <laughs> this famous person should be in hell and stuff like that. And and then some of the people have come up with like some uh, some brilliant ideas. And it's like, you know what? That's that's a good idea. I, I may acquire that. And I th- I think it, it all helps because if you feel like you're personally invested in the project, then uh-huh. you're going to get more enjoyment out of seeing it coming to life, really, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah, I think and so I, too. And I got to ask you this, Alex. Um, you know, for those listening, we we've known Alex for quite a while. Um, Victor and I did a show called um, Get a Life Podcast over on Victor's site, and we had Alex on there, and that's where we got to first really got to know you. And mm-hmm. it's been a while since then, man. And uh, I gotta know, man, what um, what challenges have you faced as a game designer, man? Like, you know, making a game like this, uh, trying to make it a big commercial release. You know, what what are the, some of the toughest challenges you've had to, you faced while making this game? Um. Everything and anything, really. Uh, <laughs> when you when you hmm. when you speak to probably any indie dev, they, they may only tell you the highs, but I've experienced as, just as many lows. Um, a lot of stuff, it's it's simple stuff, really, like um, stuff with contracts falling through for artists, having mm-hmm. to acquire a new artist that puts you back by two weeks. And oh. when you've done when you've done that four or five times, it's like you've wasted six weeks and you've got nothing to show for it. And that kind yeah, of stuff happens yeah. quite a lot. Um, contracts going falling through with um, other studios and stuff like that. Uh, but just I don't know, just like a lot of a lot of rubbish happens, but a lot of good happens as well. Like um, I went teaching in uh, Sheffield, and um, I met um, Gary Carter. He's creative director at Lionhead Studios. He made the Fable games and um, Theme Hospital and. Nice. If it wasn't for Gold Hellbave, I would have never met him or had a chat with him, and that was awesome. And uh, just last week, I was chatting to the guys over at uh, PSN Nation, and oh. that that was one of the big podcasts I used to listen to like for the last three years. And then I'm just like, wow, I can't believe I'm actually on this podcast now. And <laughs> just, just stuff like that happening, that and um, getting one of the uh, audio designers from CCP, uh, that's EVE Online, they're going to help us out with audio. We've got um, uh, the guy who played uh, pro, uh, the alien in Prometheus and the giant in Jack and the Giant Slayer. He's going to be doing oh, some right. voice, voiceover work for us. Oh, nice. That's, that's nice. you got some big names in there, Alex, man. You're doing um, pretty good for yourself. <laughs> I don't know. Just like some people... Like I just love the passion. Like a lot of people, you think, oh, they're very unattainable and they're not interested in stuff. But even like the big celebrities, if if they are into it, they'll get behind it one hundred percent. And that's exactly what you need. It's all about word of mouth and meeting the right people. And right. I've been chatting chatting a lot to the guys who make um, Surgery Simulator. <laughs> I, it's funny you mentioned that. I actually. Um... I actually saw a – I ran into at random because uh, sometimes when I get really bored, I'll either look up random Wikipedia articles or I'll look up random YouTube videos of, like, gameplays and stuff like that. And a couple nights ago, I ran into a random version uh, – a random – I saw this thing called Surger, uh, Surgical Simulator, and I was like, what in the hell is that? And I, oh, well, yeah. I, watched, I watched the guy play it, and it was so funny because you just um, – I don't know if you're if anybody out there if you guys are familiar with a game called Quop, um, yeah. yeah, but uh, it kind of reminds me of that. 
but with like surgery because you just kind of get thrown out there like making or trying to perform surgeries but it's so hard because you have to use keys on your keyboard and your mouse and stuff but i know exactly what i'm talking about it's a funny it's a funny game i actually have it now and uh <laughs> yeah it's 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 hilarious i love it and and yeah like i was chatting to them guys and like they, they kind of started out with nothing as well and they had a lot of advice and stuff and it's just awesome to just be able to just approach developers and just be having just have a chat with them like uh-huh. i know it's, it seems very minimal but until this point like i wouldn't have really had anything to chat to a dev about i wouldn't have been able to say well i've been working on this and like and just other stuff like mm-hmm. i think we've come a long way to, in 12 months we've had fifty-seven thousand people sitting on steam green light page today um, <laughs> nice we've had uh, nine thousand votes for it <laughs> you can do the math and work out how many people didn't want it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but i don't blame them like um like I, I know our steam greenlight page the video we have up there it's not it's not the best in the world we're not video editors we're not it's huh? all new to us and yeah. a lot of the footage and stuff we have is quite old because the engine we change it every day and like one day i'll have this font then i'll have another font then i'll have some more animations and Mm-hmm. It's very hard for me to keep producing quality promotional material when we change it so much. Certainly, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's kind of at the moment we're we're still we're still on on set. We're still working towards getting this polished demo out, getting a decent trailer, mm-hmm. so people can play it. And it, it's just it's just time, really time, time, money, and effort that just goes into it. And there's only two of us who are working on the game. I have artists who are producing artwork for us, but that's, I know it sounds stupid, but that is a very minimum point part of the game. Like it's, <laughs> I have to design the, I have to design the levels and design the mechanics and then give Ben the uh, documentation so he can program the levels and program the art assets and stuff like that. And then when you compare that to just having the drawing done, it's... Yeah, it's a piece of cake when it's come down to the artwork, right? But uh, on, on on the same scale, like, the artists we have got are amazing. And I can't thank them enough for the work and the passion they put into the project. And they're, they're much more invested into the project than just a standard freelance artist. It's not like, oh, okay, here's your money, here's your artwork, sodger, I'll see you later. It's... He's, he's very much just like, oh, how's it going? Like, where are you up to? It's like, and then like, because we posted a video on our Facebook a few weeks ago that was test- testing out these new animations. So you have Dave falling from the sky and landing up and I've got I've got some of his um, dialogue in there as well. So it's all coming together. And our artist was just like, oh, I just seen the video. It's like, oh, it's awesome to see it all coming together. I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's almost there. Just keep pushing. Um, but yeah, as, as far as... Um, Last time I spoke to you, um, the big things are we have brand new animations for Dave. Uh, there was nothing wrong with the original ones, but uh, we kind of want because he was the main character. We thought, and he is going to be, of course, throughout the whole game. We wanted him to be more detailed. We wanted him to have more expressions, more animations, uh, just to give us a bit more choice to inject a bit more character into Dave, who is an average Joe. He is, he is Joe Blogs. But Joe Bloggs, who is ridiculously sarcastic and <laughs> doesn't really give a shit about anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it's yeah. it's funny that, um, you know, you mentioned that you're getting to talk to all these developers and stuff like that, you know, because 
for you guys, this is the first time you guys have actually made a big game like this. And it's kind of like, you know, you're like on the other side of the coin where we, where we stand from because, you know, it was just a year ago that, you know, I got into like doing podcasting and stuff. And I, now here I am talking to guys like you. So it's yeah. kind of funny how yeah. you mentioned, you know, you're talking to other developers with you being a developer. So, I mean, I can I really understand what that's like, you know, because, you know, I've talked to so many different people. Like yesterday I talked to um, John Harden, who is the senior uh, public relations for Atlas. That's right. And, oh, they, yeah. um, and they just came out with Dragon's Crown for PlayStation 3 this week. I can't and wait uh, he's a great guy. Great guy. Um, he's a really cool dude. Um I would love to have him on our show one day. That'd be really cool. Um, but yeah, I understand. I understand how it is. It's kind of like um, I, I kind of get to now live vicariously yeah. <laughs> through, yeah. you know, through you guys because I don't because I don't get to see you know people, gamers just you know they just kind of just see the final product right. And um, I think as as I've gotten to talk to developers such as yourself and other uh, developers, you know. Um, people with Sega, Nintendo, and stuff like that, and uh, really got to see the inside workings of how it, how a game actually comes together. You know, I have a lot more appreciation for what you guys do. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. despite whether it's a big title like Call of Duty or something like that or Halo or a smaller title that's like you guys. And I think, I, I think I've come to really appreciate even more so the indie game makers like you guys because you guys have to bust way, mu- way more ass <laughs> – than the guys who have the bigger name titles because they get money thrown at them all the time. Whereas yeah. you guys, you got to really, you know, struggle and strive to get what you put out there in the mainstream. And I'm sure that's a pretty difficult task. I mean, like you said, you know, you probably every single challenge you face has been a tough one. I, and, you know, and I can totally agree with you on that because I've talked to other indie game developers too. Victor and I've talked to other indie game developers too. And it's all the same thing that you guys are so passionate and not, not to take away from the other guys. Cause I'm pretty sure those guys are passionate too, but I think it's with you more so because it's your baby from the beginning. You know, the idea solely comes from you and you just said you're a, you're pretty much a two person crew, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, even more so right there, it's just two guys making this game. And I mean, you know, a lot of people will think two guys making the game. I could do that. Yeah. Right. I can't, I don't think I'm that creative. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no yeah yeah and it, I mean, it just you know. like it's like you said it gives us a bigger appreciation to all the work and and sacrifice that goes through i mean look yeah. look at look at alex right now three o'clock in the morning over his time and he's pushing his game talking to us about it taking the time to you know give that little extra push into his baby to make sure that you know it, it, it gets out there and we've had a a chance to speak to many developers and it's yes yeah, like you said the same thing with all of them you know i love the fact that they put their heart and soul into it and that finished product just gives them so much joy can't wait till you guys get to the end because i'm pretty sure you're just going to be thrilled when it happens alex yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're looking very forward to seeing the final product man and uh you know we'll definitely um We'll have a written review, a Dragon Blogger, of uh, the final product whenever that's released. Um, and for those listening, too, um, uh, I did a kind of a preview article uh, a couple months back. I think it was back in April. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll put a link to that so that people who haven't had a chance to read that can read that. Again, uh, I'm very – you know, Victor and I, we're very big on helping the indie gamers out because I know it's a lot harder for you guys to um, – 
to get up there in the game in the in gaming industry, kind of get noticed and stuff like that. So we definitely want to help you guys out for sure. But um, definitely go check out, you know, go to go to helldave.com. Um, go check out their game. Uh, they've got plenty of screenshots on there. I got some videos on there to watch. Um, you guys still don't have a final release date yet, do you? No. <laughs> we're, no. We're, still hoping, we're so close to the demo, and the demo is the be-all and end-all, because we kind of feel like people should be able to try the game before they buy it. We want, right. we're, not, we're, not, we're not trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes. If you, if you try it and you don't like it, then that's fair enough. But if you try it and yeah. you love it, and then you're just like, oh, I want more of this, then... You're welcome to buy a copy. <laughs> right. Kind of, it's sounds kind good. Of simple, really. Uh, oh, yeah, sounds good. We'll make sure that we have all the links to, you know, Twitter, Facebook, and the web uh, webpage for uh, Go to Hell Dave. Absolutely. And uh, just like Brian says, you got artwork. The artwork is great. I love the artwork. I love the artwork. Yeah, I love the yeah. artwork design. That's really but you cool. Gotta, you got to check out the animations. You got to check out the videos. You got to, you know, just follow the guys and see how their path is progressing because I know you guys update. Uh, on Facebook especially, because you guys always, you know, put uh, snippets here and there. And I didn't know about the Steam uh, Greenlight Forum, so that's something that you guys should check out too. Maybe your your um, input uh, can be a part of the game. You never know, you know. So I, I'm really glad that you brought that up. And that's something that I'm going to go check out myself, actually. Yeah, but for sure. Like, on, on the Steam Greenlight, like, when we first started it, we were very happily surprised by the amount of feedback from the community, like, of course, of course, with anything, you always get trollers and you get idiots. But yeah, then a lot, yeah. a lot of time, yeah. uh, I'd like to say our fan base stood up for us and said, "Well, if you don't like it, sod off." But um, yeah, a lot, like, shut a, up, you idiot. <laughs> a, a lot of stuff came out from comments that, like, it didn't even cross our mind. Stuff like uh, different language support and will it be on this and that and the other? And it's just like, well, yeah, we don't see why not. Like. If, if there's a need for it and it's not going to add too much in the way of development time and money, I don't, I don't see why not. And like mainly stuff like language support, like if, if it, if it doesn't cost us all that much to get it translated into a different language and it means it can be released in a different territory, then by all means, I'd be up for doing stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And I think too, with indie games, um, I, I kind of tend to, um, how do I put it? Usually when I'm critiquing a, 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 a commercial game, I look at everything, graphics, gameplay, you know, all that stuff, right? Because uh, with, um, with the commercial games, you expect more because they have a team of how many thousands of people work on it? You expect yeah. it to be an amazing product, and especially for like, what, fifty nine ninety nine over here in the U.S. I know yeah. most, most commercial games brand new are that much when they come out. So you expect for that money uh, a, a amazing final product, right? Um, however, when it comes to the indie games, I, I kind of critique them in a whole different scale um, because, and this is what I've uh, I've seen. There's been review sites who review indie games, and they review the indie games the same they re- way they review the commercial games. Which I think it's completely wrong. Yeah, um, I think so too. I, you can't, you can't, and I think Alex, you would agree with me on this. You can't judge an indie game the same way as you could a commercial game that's a very unfair comparison um just for the simple fact that a these guys who do these commercial games they get millions of dollars to do these games right whereas you guys you have to scrape and you have to you know go and do this and that just to get your game made 
So I don't think that's a very fair comparison. But the way I critique a game and review a, an indie game is I look at the game. The kind of, I do look at the gameplay because you got to have to look at the gameplay. You're playing it's a game. You're playing it. You're interacting with it. Um, but mostly for me is I look at the art style because I think in indie games, this is what I love about indie games is you guys in indie games put a lot more time into the art of how it looks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which which is what I love about indie game developers is because they don't have a deadline. You guys don't have a big publisher on your ass saying, "Hey, you need to get this game done in like two weeks." You know, like you know what I mean. So you have the time, the freedom. You know, like you said, you're constantly updating, making changes to it, which I think is awesome. And it gives you that freedom to yes, you want to get the game out so people can play it, but you don't want to. You don't have a company behind you saying, "Hey, you know, you've got till August 5th or whatever to get this game out there. You need to hurry up." So that is what I love more about the indie games is that they're a lot more. There's a lot more freedom on an indie game. You guys have a lot more control over the way your game looks, which tends to make the games look amazing. And so when I critique or review an indie game, I hold actually I hold higher the look of the game, like the art style, all that stuff. Which uh, with a game like Go to Hell, Dave, it's it's a point and click game. It's a pretty simple, um, you know, you point and click. It's as simple as that. But I, I look at the art style because I played a lot of point-click games. I mean, there's the Walking Dead game, there's Sam and Max. If you're looking at those big commercial games, there's um, you have the Adventures of Monkey or the Tales of Mon- or Monkey Island games rather. Island. Um, you've got those, which you know they're very simple um, art style, and I love it. I love that style of game. Uh, and yours stands out among the other ones too because. I just love the design and the uh, just just the beauty. Really, I, ne- I never thought I would say hell looks beautiful, but <laughs> it actually <laughs> it actually looks really amazing. Um, and, and I believe that in an indie game, you can really tell a lot about the person's imagination behind the art style. Um, there was an article that came out recently by um, the head CEO of Nintendo, <laughs> uh, saying how they make games they don't make art. Yeah, and, I did see that. Um, I think that was a very interesting article, but a lot of people nowadays consider video games art. Um, I just it just kind of depends on the game, really. Uh, I mean, of course, you know Madden. I don't consider that art. That's just a sports game. Like I don't see how there's art in making a Madden game. It's kind of the same thing you make every year, right? However, I think games kind of like Halo. Or even like the Gears of War series, Mass Effect is a good example of that too, God of War. Uh, games like those games, I, I would consider those art games. I don't see how anybody – I don't see how in the hell he can't consider the Legend of Zelda games art. Those are beautiful yeah, games. Yeah, that's art. Um, but it's whatever. But with your game, with you guys' game, Alex, I think this is a beautiful game. I can't wait to get my hands on the final product and play it. Um, you know, really excited. I love – I think point-and-click games are some of my favorite games. Because I don't have to really um, – it's one of those games I can just sit down. It's simple. I can just enjoy the story. It's very e- – you know, I'm not saying that they're easy to play because sometimes it can be pretty damn difficult. Some of them can be. <laughs> but, I mean, as far as, like, trying to figure out what to do, where to go next. But it's not something like an RPG where i got to figure out what skill points I want to put into my character and all this and that and the other. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I encourage every one of you listening to the show to go check it out. Uh, it looks like it's going to be an awesome game. I can't wait for the story. And it, I'm sure there's going to be quite a bit of British comedy in this, right? Oh, hmm. of course. We can expect that, yeah. right? I love, that's I that's love, what I'm looking forward to, yeah. actually. <laughs> I love British comedies. They're some of my favorites, so we're looking forward to that. Um, so, 
guys, um, we got it's it's the month of August. Summer's almost coming to a close. Fall is right around the corner. And in the fall, you know, big titles come out, stuff like that. But once every millennia, it seems, we get new consoles coming out, right? Millennia. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. four years. So, so, something like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Victor, we got some new consoles finally coming out. Um, Nintendo showed their hand really early last year, which was kind of weird. Uh, they brought out the Wii U. Wii U's not been doing so great. Uh, oh, yeah, the numbers on that have been abysmal. It's been pretty bad. Uh, a lot of people talking about Nintendo's going to end up going down to being like Sega, uh, which has kind of been something I've been saying for a little while, but I really don't want them to go that route because I love Nintendo. Um, but let's take our focus away from Nintendo a little bit. Let's shift to the two big players. We got uh, Microsoft and we got uh, Sony. Uh, we got Microsoft with the Xbox One. Sony with PlayStation 4. Um, obviously, we know about the. We don't really need to say much about E3. That's came and gone. Uh, obviously, with E3, Microsoft made a few mistakes. <laughs> they mm. have since backpedaled on all those mistakes for the most part. So now that uh, we're about two months away, two or three months away from the official release of the Xbox uh, One, uh, now knowing knowing what we know now about the console, as far as you know, there's no DRM required. Um, you know, you can play used games on the system. Um, and even though it does have a $100, it's $100 more expensive than the PlayStation 4, I got to know how you guys feel about this console because before I even get to the PlayStation 4, because for me, I kind of feel like the damage had been done for me. Um, but I want to know, like, what do you, how do you guys feel about the the xbox one like is it something you guys are excited about or well this is this is how i see it i mean it's a next gen console war i mean it happens you know whenever it happens it's always the three major players but nintendo for whatever stumbled out of the gates yeah and now we have the xbox one and the ps4 i was extremely surprised by how quickly the x uh, or i should say microsoft turned around on a lot of its Initial features mm-hmm. on the Xbox One. I, I was surprised by how bad they stumbled. They really hit mm-hmm. the fan base where it hurts. You know, no use games. You have to go ahead and use online play. It's got to be connected every 24 hours. It's not going to work. Right. And then to have a statement come out that says, hey, you know what? If you want offline play, sure, we got a console for that. It's the Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah, I read You that. know, it, it, it was... <laughs> That was just like, wow, guys, really? I understand that we're trying to push things into the next gen. I get it. Right. I know that a lot of uh, us gamers can be pretty picky, pretty demanding. But I just don't like it. Was, it was very bad the way it was handled. I mean, they, they backtracked on everything. They got rid of the online player. They got rid of a lot of the negativity. But you're spot on. I think the damage has been done. Mm-hmm. I think that fell... Uh, a black cloud fell over the Xbox One. I mean, it's going to dissipate because, you know, we're going to buy it anyways. Because yeah. I know I am. I'm pretty sure a lot of guys out there are going to buy it anyways. So, you know, it, at the end, it doesn't matter. But I don't like how the company themselves went about it. I, that just left a pretty bad taste in my mouth when it was all said and done. Yeah. I think I'm very much the same opinion. Like, I followed all the E3, all that sort of jazz. Um, yeah, I wasn't happy with any of the decisions regarding DRM, always online. 
But the thing that like really annoys me about it all is the fact that they backtracked it. The fact that because it's it's not like it's not like it's something that they just came up with on the spot. They've been planning that whole system yeah. for months. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. not, at, not at any point before maybe the community won't like this. And for them to be that firm on it and then backtrack when PS4 was pawning them in the ratings, may it be, it just shows a lack of faith and a lack of just deception. Like It's not... You don't... A major publisher doesn't go into a deal without thinking it through. They don't... They don't say, okay, we're going to build the console this way and go set it in stone, build everything around the console being this way and then change their mind. Like, yeah. I think like this is maybe a bit taboo, but I think some of the stuff they were talking about was quite interesting. The whole having um, a game installed on your Xbox One at, in the house and then all the other Xbox Ones in your house could share the game. That's, it's, a, it's a very interesting idea. It's a bit it's a similar to what it used to be on the PS3 where you could have... On your PSN game, you could have multiple copies of it. Um, yeah, that was the whole family sharing uh, yeah. thing going on, with it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought and that's I, interesting. And I think that's been scratched for the time being, correct? Yeah. I don't think that's gonna go on anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 See, see, this is why it, it upset me too. I, I mean, they have like like you said, Alex. You know, they have this clear idea. I mean, this thing's been planned for years, and they have a set. Uh, you know, plan that they're going to go ahead and release to us. And then for them to go ahead and do it and then take that away. I mean, I would love to have the family sharing because I have multiple Xboxes at home. I mean, why wouldn't I be able to do that, especially when I can have the uh, game installed? Now, just going back to, you know, the previous comments on it where it says, oh, you can only install it on one Xbox. You have to, you can't share the games. I can see why they can go ahead and scratch that idea. But that's that's good. I like that. I would have liked to have kept that particular feature on my uh-huh. Xbox One. I don't see why it's a give and take. You know, all right, you guys want to use uh, have used games? Fine, we'll give you guys used games. But we're gonna get rid of the family feature. Yeah. What the hell is that? <laughs> you know, I I don't like that. I yeah. mean, this feature was cool. Keep that, unless it's going to interfere with the you know use game playability. I don't understand why you would take it away. It's like, come on, guys. I'm pretty sure we can. Like you said, you guys planned it out. I'm pretty sure someone out there said, hey, you know what? This family feature will be cool. Let's let's keep that. If we're going to go ahead and please the masses with used games, we can try to add that on here. I just don't understand why it's such a give-and-take relationship with uh, Microsoft right now. I just yeah. feel like they didn't... I know it sounds stupid, but I don't think they did the research. It doesn't, it doesn't take... Uh, long to look at how SimCity was launched and how uh, yeah. how much of yeah. um, on constant online buggered up that game. And I would have loved to buy that game. I would have loved to play that game offline, single player, without having to go to the EA Origin store, which I, to, to this day I will never install on my computer. I have I hate EA that much to <laughs> not do it. And yeah, people may say that's biased, but no, I'm not. I'm not funding a company I don't believe in. And yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I've got I've got nothing against AAA developers. Some of my favorite games are by AAA right. developers. I'm just not a fan of how EA run the business. The games may be good, but I'm not a fan of that sort of thing. And I, I See, just I just think EA and Microsoft were just in chat saying, how can we? <laughs> squeeze as much money out of our customers as we can and i just don't like that you know i think my thing is you know a lot aside from all the terrible things that they try to do with the microsoft or the xbox one at first my thing 
about these two companies, about Sony and Microsoft, so far the past three months, you know, since we've had uh, past couple months since E3, you can really see who has the most confidence between the two, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, it's obvious. Microsoft, you know, I like, I like this. Look, you're making a brand new console, and then you've spent how many years, you know, planning and researching? I guess if they did any, <laughs> and as far as Microsoft goes, and all that, then you go to the single biggest conference in the whole entire year. Okay, you got PAX, you got Gamescom. And then you got E3, the single biggest, you know, it's like the Super Bowl of video game press conferences. (laughs) All right. You go there and you unveil your console. You completely pull the curtain back on everything about it. Right. And then not even two weeks later, you backpedal. That doesn't show very much confidence in a game in in a video game company at all. No, no. And there was a lot of uh, awkward applauses. In yeah. that E3 press conference, and, you know? And not only that, but what really upset me, because for the, I know we're not, supposed to, we're not supposed to be biased because we're journalists, but I don't care about that. <laughs> I'm a, I've always been, since the Xbox, the very first Xbox came out, the original Xbox, I've always been a big, you know, uh, not fanboy, but I've always been a big fan of Microsoft. Like, I've, I love their products, you know. Uh, it was a, a great time to be a gamer back then because you had the PlayStation 2 with a single best – I think it's the single best console that's came out in the past 10 years. Yeah. Then you yeah. had the – The then, longest running. Yeah, and then, <laughs> oh, yeah. Had, and then you had the regular Xbox, which was amazing because you had games like Knights of the Old Republic. You had Halo. You had so many other different games that came out for that. You know. Then you had the which was once again – an amazing console, um, and then Sony made the PS3, which they they hurt after that with their press conference. So then you've got the Xbox One, and you, it just it completely crushed me as a gamer because I've always been a big fan of, of uh, Microsoft. I've, I've always I, I'm a ga- I'm a fan of gaming. Period. Okay, I'm not I don't really lean more towards one way than I do the other because I enjoy them all. I love Nintendo. I love Sony. I love Microsoft. I love them all. Okay. Some things more than the others. Absolutely. But I just couldn't believe that they would do this to gamers. (laughs) And then not only that, you know, they were so arrogant about it for the, for the week following. Cause if you read all their other, um, all the interviews they had, uh, Don Mattingly, was having interviews with all these other game companies and there was uh the, the u.s army uh was talking yeah. about you know what was what was going to yeah. be their next console they were going to you know, right. use and they said they went with sony and that was the first time they went with sony since the playstation 2 came out back mm-hmm. in the two, you know back in 2000 yeah and so they were actually really upset because they had always went with microsoft because not just because Microsoft is video game maker or they make a video game console, but they are the big, they are the biggest software company in the world is Microsoft, you know, with windows and stuff like that and all the stuff they make for PCs. So, I mean, what I didn't understand and what they didn't understand was all the backpedaling they did. So they went with the PlayStation four Yeah. and yeah, they, Don yeah. Mattingly, what did he say? Deal with it. 
If yeah. you want a console that's not going to be online, then you can purchase the 360. So how do you? How can you expect to sit there and get away with telling your customers, well, just stick in the just? I guess I guess the Xbox One's not for you. You yeah. don't make you don't. It, the next gen is about moving forward, right? It's about going and seeing, getting excited about what's coming next, right? You get all your fan base excited about what's coming next. You you hype it up, you know, all this and that. And then you have this, and then you even have the arrogance to say, "Well, just deal with it." No, that doesn't that doesn't make me appreciate that company at all. I do no. feel I do feel a little jaded by Microsoft. I still, I mean, I'm not gonna get rid of my 360. I'll keep my 360. Yeah, I'll eventually end up getting an Xbox One much later down the road. Um, the one thing for me that I don't really like is like is the fact that you have to have connect something something with me having to have a camera in my house. I don't really feel too comfortable with that. Um, I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't you think. Can switch it off now, though. But I, it's still not good. Yeah, I just don't. I don't. I don't. I think Xbox. I think Microsoft tried to push too much, too fast, on everybody. Yeah. Um, and and the whole connecting, they claim you can turn it off. They so claim. I don't know, man. You know, yeah, I don't know about that. But I'll tell you guys this: if you actually take a look at they, uh, they updated their terms of use, uh, their terms of service uh, about three week, two or three weeks. After E3, they updated their terms of service. Now it says uh, any uh, recordings or pictures taken with the Connect is the sole property of Microsoft. So yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know See, about that's, that. That's that's I don't know about that. But um, let's not talk about Microsoft. Let's talk about Sony. Let's get right over to Sony, um, <laughs> which it, it's kind of this this console battle is kind of like Star Wars you got the dark side with the with the with the Xbox one I know that sounds really bad but then you got like the light side of like the force and the PlayStation 4 now granted the differences uh, hardware wise a lot of people are saying the hardware specs are really not that different um, you know you've uh, let's, let me pull up these specifications here for both the Xbox one and the PlayStation 4 so price is obviously the Xbox One is 4.99, uh, PlayStation 4 wins in that department with a 3.99, um, or uh, looks like 349 pounds. Uh, Xbox One 429 pounds, and then you've got pretty much same CPU. Uh, GPU is pretty similar. Act, uh, actually, the GPU on the uh, PlayStation 4 is actually better than the than that of the Xbox One. The RAM is pretty much the same. Uh, they actually have the exact same uh, RAM. Obviously, hard drive space. They each have a 500 gigabyte hard drive. Uh, Microsoft finally brought up the speed with a Blu-ray player this time in their uh, console. Yeah, uh, they had they had to yeah. get to the Blu-ray player already because you know they, they lost that battle. Just get over it, get Blu-ray because yeah, it's a better to, format. You know, have to swallow the pride with that one. Yeah, they had they had to. I thought that if they did not go with Blu-ray, I'd just go over there and slap them. Oh, that been that would have been a wrap for me. That, yeah, <laughs> that was like, are you guys kidding me? I gotta sit through four discs again. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, um, and then you got the controllers, which obviously both are uh, different. Um, I don't know how I feel about both. I, I won't. I, I really won't be able to say anything until I actually get one of them in my hand. Uh, I think the. I think they both actually look really, really good. Um, they kind of cleaned up the Xbox One controller a little bit. It looks a little bit more slicker than it did before. The PlayStation 4 controller, however, the DualShock 4 is a little bit bigger this time, which I think is really good because, for those of us men who have big hands, <laughs> PlayStation controller is a little. Kind of feels like you're gonna crush it when you play it. Um, 
So the PlayStation 4 controller does look a little bit bigger. Um, there is an uh, actually there is actually an unboxing video of both the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 for those who are interested. And, uh, you can find those online. Um, PS4, uh, they actually – it's so funny how almost similar both of these consoles are. It's kind of scary because the Xbox One is – or sorry, the PS4 is pretty much an Xbox One. It's just slanted. Um, so – and then you've got the touchpad on the Xbox 4 control or the PlayStation 4 controller, uh, which is kind of interesting. Can't wait to see how that works. Um, and then I guess the PS4 controller has this little beam of light on top of it, kind of identifies – uh, let you know who's player one, player two, and then it also uh, works with the PlayStation Eye, which is optional for those who are curious. It is not something you have to have with the PS4, which is great. Uh, PSI does work with that ray of light, letting uh, the PlayStation Eye know how you know who's controlling what character. It's also a way of interacting with your game too. Um, so PS4, right out of the gate, they pretty much commanded the whole thing. Uh, that and that and you. Uh, you got to remember all the PS Vita stuff you can have with it now as well. The fact that you can buy buy a game once and have the same copy on your Vita. And you can I love that. Yeah, that, that was a pretty neat. That's a neat feature right there too. Yeah, I love the cross buy feature. Um, there's a lot of games I've actually purchased recently on my uh, PlayStation 3 that are just cross buy. So like whenever I get a Vita, I'll have those. Uh, also, the cool thing is too is there is going to be an attachment that can next to your PlayStation 4 controller. That will let you attach your smartphone or your PlayStation Vita to your controller, and you can use it as a second screen. Do you guys know that? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. They, they, That's they, cool. tried, they tried that with the Vita back on the PS3. I never tried it myself, though. I've never had a Vita or um, a PSP, sorry. Yeah, there's a tech demo of Watch Dogs. Uh, I think it was from E3 where somebody had their uh, Vita or their tablet actually attached to the uh, controller and it was their friend was playing watchdogs and they were like putting like little uh things into their game with the tablet to okay. help them out. sounds it's pretty cool. sounds very similar to the wii u guys i know right yeah. <laughs> i don't know man maybe nintendo's onto something it's just stumbling out of the gates i don't know i don't know but uh i think the the only thing that really xbox one does kind of have over ps4 is the exclusives um, there is a lot of good exclusives that Xbox uh, One does have that rivals over PlayStation 4. Uh, you've got Dead Rising 3, which that was really shocking. I can't believe that's an Xbox exclusive now. Uh, yeah, that's right. Obviously, you've got Forza 5, which to me, I've always been a, more of a fan of the Forza racing games than I have Gran Turismo. Um, you've got Halo this unannounced Halo game, which looks like it's going to be Halo 5, but they're saying it's not. Uh, Killer Instinct. Um, the thing about Killer Instinct, guys, this kind of pisses me off about Killer Instinct. I don't know if you guys heard about this or not, but when you purchase Killer Instinct on Xbox Live, you get one free character. All the other characters you want to play as, you have to purchase. Yeah, so I heard. That was a bummer. That was a bummer. And... Their reason for that is so that way you can only purchase the characters you would play as. Now, that kind of makes sense, but I know sometimes. No. I know sometimes for me when I'm playing a fighting game, which is very rare, I like to kind of have that ability to experiment and kind of figure out who I got a good feel for and play as. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat. 
um, you know, with that as well, I like to go ahead and, you know, try them all out to see what character best suits me. Right. Uh, I guess I understand in this particular instance only because Killer Instinct is a fan favorite from back in the day. So I'm going to assume that Microsoft stance, or I should say Killer Instinct stance on this is, hey, everyone will just, you know, purchase their favorite character and not worry about the rest. But right. I don't like that. I want to have my full slate of 20-plus characters to play with and then figure it out from there. You know, guys? <laughs> I, I think that's personally a load of rubbish, a load of marketing hoo-ha. What, what, whatever happened to unlocking players in-game and stuff like that? I really, yeah, that but that's really what, cool. But that's what no... DLC is for now, right? No, no man. <laughs> you're, you're buying an unfinished game and you have to finish yeah. the game by topping it up with DLC. It's it's a shame. Like, yeah, I, you know, I, I, it's funny you mentioned that because I remember seeing uh, not too long ago, you know, this internet uh, meme picture out there somewhere that's a Mona Lisa, right? Yeah, I've seen that one. And it says, back in the 90s, you know, Mona Lisa's complete. You paid your 50 bucks and you're done. Nowadays, you know, you purchase your so-called Mona Lisa, but you have squares missing because that's your DLC content that you got to purchase <laughs> to get the complete picture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that... That's horrible, guys. I mean, uh, I'm all for DLC that'll expand the game. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I don't like DLC to complete the game. Big difference, guys. It's like um, it's like uh, it's like getting your Kindle out and downloading a book, and they only give you the first ten chapters, and then they're <laughs> yeah. like, oh well, and the uh, DLC one is chapters eleven through thirteen, <laughs> and then uh, in about four months from now, you get to finally see the conclusion of the book. I think. Yeah, we can yeah, we can have yeah. a whole episode about DLC. I think I think for those yeah. who know me and has listened to all my other podcasts I've done before this one, y'all know by now I'm a very very anti DLC uh, person. Unless of course, like Victor said, it's DLC that adds on to the story, or it's like an add on. Like, but if it's like in the like, oh, here's what happened between episodes one and two. Like, seriously, why yeah, did they just throw that in yeah. there? Like, I, I'd rather play that, but whatever. I, I think the, 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 <laughs> they're, they're missing like what they could really do with DLC. Like, my favorite DLC of recent was just stuff like Borderlands, um, Borderlands 2. Like, yeah, yeah they, they, fin- they finished the game, and then they give you DLC that's kind of its own game. But I don't know why they can't take it even further. Like, I've been thinking, like, I love split-screen multiplayer, and a lot of games don't even bother to include it anymore. But what's the harm in including it as DLC in a racing game or something like that? Because then yeah. it would make me want to i'd buy the game outright because a few racing games i haven't bothered buying because it's not got uh split screen that's why i got a grid too because that's got split screen it's a great game and i can also play it with my friends but if it didn't have split screen i wouldn't have bought it but there mm. is there's nothing i know split screen is something they have to decide from day one but if they did decide it from day one and went okay it's going to be an optional extra i'll pay the extra eight pound to play split screen it's that important to me and <laughs> If that's the way they're going, then I'd rather, I'd love it to just, just section it out. You buy a game for, say, £10 is the core game, and you can decide exactly what you want. Okay, so you want single player, you buy the single player for an extra tenner. You want a multiplayer versus, you buy the multiplayer. You want co-op, you buy the co-op. If they did it like that, then no one could complain because the game, game the base price of the game would be cheaper, and then you get exactly the game you want. Oh, that's an interesting concept. See, that it is. See, like I like I've heard somebody say this before. It's like Call of Duty. You know. Yeah. If you, I, I think what they should do is kind of like what you said, Alex. You know, make Call of Duty just have single player on it, right? And then if you want the multiplayer, you have to pay extra for the multiplayer. Like it's a download content thing. Like 
Yeah. Th that would make the game cheaper. So it would make it like, say, I just want to play Call of Duty for the campaign. Which, I understand, not a lot of people do that anymore, which is a damn shame. I, I love campaigns and games. And I, I don't think that when it comes to games like Call of Duty, they don't try very hard on that anymore. But I think if, if you want people to buy your game for the multiplayer aspect, either sell them separately or make it like DLC. I, I don't know. I just yeah, I don't I don't want I don't want to pay f 60 bucks for a game that I'm really not going to use multiplayer on. Um, like games like Tomb Raider that have multiplayer. Really, come on. Or you know, yeah, it's like it's um, there, there's yeah. games out there that have multiplayer on there, and it's like seriously, you could what could you have added to the single player experience that instead of having this craptacular multiplayer mode, what could I what am I missing from my single player experience? So well, I I, I agree. Didn't The Last of Us have multiplayer? I actually like The Last of Us multiplayer. That's actually pretty interesting. I like how that's set okay. up. I haven't played it, but I just wonder. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree, man. Like, multiplayer... Um, I, <laughs> Victor and I have talked about multiplayer several times on shows we've done, and I I really miss the days of couch co-op. I you love know, couch co-op. Uh, it's yeah. my favorite. And, I, you know, I told... Uh, my wife is a... Uh, she's a big gamer like me, and I've told her, I was like, you know... If I ever, like, win the lottery or something crazy like that, I would start my own game company and just devote it to making couch co-op games. Oh, like, that would be awesome. Like, seriously, like, just, like, all of my games would have couch co-op. They would not have any online multiplayer, <laughs> and they would just be nothing but couch co-op. Now, they would have a single-player campaign, but they would have that aspect of, because, I, I mean, come on. Nothing was better than coming home and playing four-player GoldenEye on your Nintendo yeah. 64. I mean, that was the best, right? Yeah. And then you yeah. saw how they did that with GoldenEye Reloaded or whatever the hell it was called, and they tried doing it on multiplayer, and it bombed terribly. It's just not the same. You can't. Some of those games from back then, you just can't transition into now. Like Perfect Dark Zero, come on, seriously. That, te that was a terrible game. I mean, nobody really... Uh, it didn't make very much money because it was one of those old games that was great to play at home with your friends. But now it's like, it's, no, you can't do it. But yeah, I think multiplayer, uh, online multiplayer, I don't really do it very much anymore like I used to just because it's something about – I like to talk trash. All right? I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I'm a big trash talker on video games online, and it's just not the same. I, I feel like I'm a six-year-old kid when yeah, I'm online not. doing that. I like, it's not. You know – I like to have that person sit next to me, you know, and yeah. just like, oh, I just scored a touchdown, you know, you're, you know, in your face. It's not the same anymore. It's, it's yeah, you know, when you get up and yell and scream and pose, there's no one to watch you. No nowadays. one sees you. Yeah, <laughs> now it's it back to the day. You can do your whole dance in front of your buddy, and you know he'll feel it for a week. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, ah, I miss that. I know, I miss it too. Well, guys, that's all the time we've got today. Um, I we. We definitely want to thank Alex uh, Byron for being on the show. Alex, thank you very much, man. It was a pleasure to have you on our show. Yeah, it was great to see you guys again and have a yeah. chat. <laughs> yeah, it was great chatting with you, uh, Alex, and uh, please feel free to uh, join us down the road once uh, Go to Hell Dave has a demo and um, you know has a trailer going on. We would love to talk to you then. Yeah, of course. Yeah, let us know. We'll have you back on. Man, we'll definitely have you back on once this game goes full retail, man. And uh, we'll definitely, once we get the chance to finally play with the final product and stuff like that, we'll have you back on and we'll uh, talk about the final product. Um, also, some more updates here. Um, I have a Twitch 
uh, channel now. For those who don't know what Twitch TV is, you need to get out of the cave you're in, especially if you're a gamer. Um, Twitch TV is a subsidiary of Justin TV, which is kind of like a YouTube-based channel for uh, people to have live streams of stuff. And they branched out back in 2010 and now have their own uh, website dedicated for gamers called Twitch.tv. Um, you can go on there and you can watch thousands of people playing all kinds of different games. Uh, I watched a guy beat Ocarina of Time in like five minutes the other day. Uh, <laughs> just ridiculous. Um, they also do this thing called Summer Games Done Quick. Uh, it's kind of like the Olympics of video games. They do it once every summer. Uh, really cool. These guys stay up all day, all night, and they play nothing but video games. They had a big Super Smash Brothers uh, tournament recently, which was intense. I watched that. Uh, but I have my own channel now, and I'll post a link to that on this um, on the uh, article for this uh, podcast episode. Uh, I've been recently. I've been doing Binding of Isaac, and uh, I don't know Love if it. there's yeah <laughs> there's any other games I might Love be it. doing. I'm working on doing a Super Meat Boy playthrough, a complete and total playthrough, all the way from start to finish. Um, so be sure to check that out as well. Um, also, as always, Victor, go to his site metalman.com, Metalman's Reverie. Uh, the dude is crazy. He has a lot of interesting articles on there. Uh, he put one just up recently about the movie The Purge. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh. To go, so go check that out and uh, give a read to what Victor thought about that movie. I thought it was a ridiculously messed up movie, but <laughs> 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 but uh, go check it out. Um, we want to thank you guys for being patient with us and listening to our show. We've really missed doing this. Uh, it's something it's it's one of my favorite things to do is just sit here and talk to uh, you guys and uh, kind of just uh, beat around the bush about stuff and uh, thank you very much and Victor thank you for working with me on this show man it's great hey like I said before anytime so I am glad to be uh, a full-time member of the dragon cast now and I'm yeah. looking forward to the uh, many episodes that are to come all right and also real quick next week is Gen Con Next week, Thursday through Sunday, is Gen Con. Uh, and I don't know what days I'm going to be there yet. I just uh, got a new job today. Uh, so we're going to find out what days. I will definitely be there. Victor, are you going to be there, man? You find out I am, yet? I'm not going to be there. Oh, I just am oh, oh. not going to be able to make it. Right. You know, I, ha I had my press pass and everything was good to go, but unforeseen circumstances, not going to be good. able to make it. That's all good. Well, for those listening, I'm going to be there. If you see me, I'll be wearing a Dragon Blogger shirt. Um, if you want to stop by, talk to me, pull me aside, don't feel free to say, Hey, you know, uh, I'll be there walking around, uh, checking out all the cool, uh, stuff they've got going on there. And maybe I can get some interviews with some people there too. Um, so who knows, but, uh, that's awesome. all, that, awesome. that's all we got for today. This is dragon cast. I'm Brian Alford and Victor say goodbye, man. Tell the people goodbye. Goodbye people. Great listening. Uh, great to have you listening. I should say. And uh, see you guys next week. All right. See you.